You strike me as the bear type. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. It's fine. There you go. Go ahead. Okay, I didn't know if you wanted to do this in Patreons or not, but since Zell's not here and we were talking about our shots, have you seen the new shirts that she did? I just saw them today because I I was listening to her podcast and they were talking about it. Yeah, she's got those up now with the Johnson, Johnson, Pfizer, and Moderna on the zellsbells.com slash Pfizer squad, baby. I ordered mine today. And if you're going to order them, order them in the next four hours because I guess there's like a T public 35% off sale. So there you go. So what's the way? There you go, Patreons. Yesterday, go and order it. Well, I'm going to leave this on (laughs) for the regular people too because the regular people should hear. Maybe they want to get Jenny's shirt. She's she's got cool stuff. She's a good designer. And they come up with sales all the time, but all of her stuff's there. But it's zellsbells.com slash shop. There you go. And uh, yeah, hook them up. All right. So let's talk about fucking Beowulf. Can, can I mention real quick? Sure. Last week, I'm very pissed that I wasn't here for that. State the of Sesca Flux? episode. Yeah. Can I? 7.5. Sure. 7.5. Okay. All right. Let me write it down. It's, I, I really Re- Review it. the scores for everybody at home. Okay, I, I, gotta, I, gotta I think this was, that was my favorite episode of Voyager so far. I don't know. Yeah, if, me too. I don't know if the scores show that, but that was my favorite one. I gave it like an they eight do. and a half. Um, hold on. Well, then you know what? I want to change my score to eight. You can't do that, Ben. <laughs> you can't be influenced by the others. Jenny yeah, can. I do Jenny, it every week. Jenny gave it a four and a half. Yeah, she did not like it. She hated it. Oh my god! I was shocked. So yeah, for me, I gave it an eight. Bob gave it eight and a half. And what you're saying, eight, Ben? I well, if Bob would let me, but he's saying I can't. But he's I would have fine. done that on the eight show. Seven point five would still be your highest score. I would give this one an eight then. Okay. Because, I mean, it was just, it's, and then though, the only thing that I would take away from it though, or take negative on it, is that Seska just really looks like my mother when she was that age. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like all kinds of trauma. Your mom was low key kind of hot then. In the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. In the seventies. In the seventies. Okay, so this. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Anything no, else no. you want to throw on about your mom? <laughs> no. All right. Well, Doctor Bob. <laughs> um, this week's episode is Heroes and Demons, my favorite RPG. And this is the. F- I want to say this is the first um, uh, holodeck centric episode. Yeah, they've gone to the holodeck before, but this is the first one that it's like. Yeah, the holodeck malfunction of the week. Yes, this is this is the first time. This is going to be a reoccurring theme on this show that the holodeck is gonna something's gonna happen and they're gonna be there. This is a holodeck centric episode. All of the the primary action takes place on the holodeck. And I will I will say I've seen this before in syndication, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a much later season, um, not because it was like so polished and you know well done but because it was so like it's a tropey holodeck mm-hmm. episode basically they, they got to start so paint by the numbers holodeck 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 and it sucks because it's beowulf yeah and man 
just never, never been a big fan of Beowulf. Really? I gotta say, no Neelix. No Neelix is cool. No Neelix is cool. He's not even mentioned. Yeah, he's not. Points go way up. You know, no Neelix is cool. I like, I like that. Cass had a, her positive Cass was in it. I always like that. I don't like Beowulf. Just don't. I don't like Bay. I don't know why. I'm just, I think I read it in 10th grade English and I was just traumatized by it because it's kind of a boring read. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. And it's, we, I guess saying Beowulf sucks is a little harsh, but it sucks. And there's, it, it, it established, I guess it establishes archetypes. And that's only because I guess it's the, one of the oldest stories to survive yeah. from, you know, old England or whatever. Or where, you know, where is it from originally? Is it from like, well, it's in old English. So it's OE, baby. But is that from like the when the Vikings the Germanic language? Them? It's an old English poem and tradition of Germanic heroic legend. I hate it. Say Beowulf. I don't know why I hate Beowulf. It's not a fan. I loved it. We had to memorize like the first paragraph or some shit in old English when I was in high school. Ah. Because we had one of those kind of teachers. You should try memorizing it on Old English, bro. Like pound of 40 of OE. And then do the 40 of OE and then quote it back in Old English while on Old English. That would be dope, right? Yeah. Yeah, just. Apparently she did her thesis on it or something. So she was like hardcore into Beowulf. Beowulf. Like, I've always liked this it. is high school. None of us care. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> it's like my 10th grade brain doesn't want to read any of this stuff. Yeah. Jennifer Brown is so hot. Oh my God. Wait, what? The last thing I remember, and I remember in 10th grade, we also went Wuthering Heights. And mm-hmm. holy, holy shit. Oh, Heathcliff. What a terrible, terrible novel. And oh my it's, God. I was 10, I was in 10, it was like 900 pages long in 10th yeah. grade. My brain wasn't ready for all this. That's why I don't enjoy reading. And as, as an adult, it took me a long time to learn how to enjoy reading as an adult because I only read in school for tests. Like we would, like people would be more in love with reading if we were just given a list of books by subject and saying, okay, read five of these books from any, you know, any subject that you want. And then you find like one that you like, because they never really give you like, like dorky science fiction. You know, it's always got to be, you know, Slaughterhouse Five or- Which is still a great book. Yeah, it's great, but yeah. it's not like, you know, space science fiction, no. you know? Asimov. Yeah. 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 See, my thing, okay, so <clears throat> I started reading early and loved reading. Like it was my escapism. And so I had read most of the books in my little hometown podunk library, which was barely passing as a library. So when I got to high school English, most of the books that I would get assigned to read, I had already read. And then because of whatever dysfunction I have, if you tell me to do something, I'm not going to do it. I just, that opposition is me, Ben. Kiss me. <laughs> I mean, and, don't kiss me. And so whenever they would assign a book, um, I'm not going to read it, but chances are I already read it. Uh. 
I've already, you know, I've already read Animal Farm. I already read, you know, Oxbow Incident. I've already read whatever. But if on the rare times that they would be a book that I had not already read, I would take the F because you can't make me read it. And then as my passive aggressive little dick self would then do is the day after the assignment was done, the grades are given, I'd have a copy of the book and read it and make sure that the teacher saw me reading it. Because you're, you yeah. can't tell me what to do. You're not my boss. You're a real dickbag, Ben McCormick. You know, I am. I, I like just, you. I don't know what was what trauma that's in my head, but I just can't do that things re- that I'm told. That rebellious streak. But no, so I had <laughs> read, uh, I had an early love of reading. But if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see that I've fallen off of that because of social media. Now you'd be loving TikTok. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> It's, you know, they talked about it on Mouthy Broadcast even, but uh, I was averaging over three hours a day. And according to screen time, the next most used app would be at like 40 minutes. You know, that have a bunch of 40s and 20s and 10s, but. What about Grinder? How long are you on Grinder? <laughs> That's nobody's business but mine. <laughs> but uh, actually, not much during the time of COVID. True. That's on his shady phone. Yeah. <laughs> that's on his. I don't have the, to have one of those. That's on. That's on your burner, like Law and yeah. Order. <laughs> I keep a burner just so I can, you know, keep. You just the, crack the them in half and throw them away when you're done with them. <laughs> I wish I. I wish I had that kind of life. But uh, no. So um, I started a reread list. Ah. Where I'm going back and I'm going back and I've got six books listed now that I'm going to try to read. And uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. Just just, I mean, half of them I've already read, but because I grew up in Alabama, I never read any James Baldwin. So I want to read some of that. Makes sense. I didn't read any uh, Thomas Wolfe, but I saw movies based on his books. So I want to, you know, so I'm going to read right the right stuff instead of watch it. Things like that. That sounds good. All right, so this is Heroes and Demons, 12th episode. It's our first holodeck episode. Mm-hmm. It's about Beowulf. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen. The beginning of the episode, I didn't take notes because I was I was watching this in my car on my phone the way Martin Scorsese intended me to watch this episode um, while my daughter was at softball practice. So I didn't have time to take notes. Um, but man, I just... The techno babble in this episode, in the beginning of this episode, is fucking overwhelming. And you know, throughout the episode, I think the acting was just not good. Who directed this episode? <laughs> Wes Landau or Les Landau? Wes Landau. He's, he's yeah, doing I think really he good. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he phoned he's in this one because even Janeway, like Janeway's talking to uh, Torres, and they're just like it seems like they're rushing to get these the lines out just because they're tired of saying like they must have done so many takes or something because they're just like oh, oh, oh all right I'm gonna well, do there was phase, so, phase discriminator blah, blah, blah. there was so much techno babble in the beginning of this episode like they were just i mean and there's a lot of techno babble in yeah. voyager i think we've established that yeah ad nauseum but the beginning of this episode it felt like every other word was just space subspace trend factors and the tachyon particles and the, oh we have to interrupt the blah blah it's like oh my god this is ridiculous yeah and you knew what was gonna you they gave away what happened in the first three seconds of the episode when she's trying because i guess they found a photo uh, a photon star or whatever the hell it was protostar a yeah. protostar 
Um, so they were trying to beam some energy from there. Platonic energy. Yes, yes, so, yes, exactly. Some platonic energy. They were trying to beam some friendship energy over to their ship so they can make their system. Friendship is magic. Yes, so they can make their 15% ship run faster. 15%, it was 15%. It can make the systems work 15% faster. So as they were doing this, they lost the phase conductor on one of the the annular confinement beam yeah and then, yeah and then at, as soon as that happened i was like okay that's in the ship system something bad's gonna happen they got and, two rikers now yeah, <laughs> yeah essentially like oh let's try that again okay we got it okay cool but where did the first one go now the holodeck's not working what wow. i wonder if something with photonic energy could be connected to a connected to a holodeck situation it took them way too fucking long to figure that out yep i mean in the first 15 seconds of the episode it happens like well there's your problem right there your photonic energy went into your holodeck and it's mucking things up yeah, it'll do it every time photon Where, monster where's the cabbage heads in these episodes just to simplify things there's no cabbage heads we need one well see usually cats can be that yeah, or Neelix. But, or Neelix, you know, but not this time. The less we see a Neelix, the better, you know. Yeah. I felt at that Dennis that scene you're talking about, I felt like they were just trying to out dork each other. Yeah. They were just trying to out science each other. It's and, a little annoying that Janeway's in there like, oh well, this is what you need to do, blah, 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 blah. You know? She's a science officer, to be fair. Yeah, she's I know. history. But you know, I don't know. Let your people do their job, Janeway. Yeah, Torres is supposed to be this shit hot engineer she should be able to figure it out well, well see, they, she, you know when we got old boy he's probably still pissed off about last week so he's like oh i i guess i could make the confinement being yeah. work but. well they to be fair they did accuse him of mutiny so <laughs> i would be a little pissed off too he's probably took some leave he's yeah. like you know what i'm, I'm not coming into work for i'm going to the place. holodeck for like a week <laughs> he gets down there it's not worried they get the out of order <laughs> sign and he's like son of a bitch now, but you know like uh picard picard's a nerd too but he would let his people figure it out and propose a solution. He's like, oh, yeah, so that way we can do this, you know? Like, he would, he would, he would connect the dots for the audience to say, oh, I see. that By doing that, we'll be able to do this, you know? But Janeway's like, no, no, you need to do that. You're doing yeah. it wrong. Do this. And they just, stack, even, and they just stack the techno babble on top of each other because um, uh, Torres will come out with something, and Janeway would be like, no, we need to – xyz and then then torres will be like okay cool let's try b and c and it's like oh my god this is like four lines of straight techno babble yeah it's just too much it's too much it's too much and it only seems to be getting worse and we're 11 episodes in this is the 12th episode like did tng and ds9 get criticized for not seeming realistic or futuristic enough in their use of technology or something so like we got to ramp it up yeah. it is ridiculous turn down for what <laughs> again i always wonder how much of this was because of the studio or the network because this show was the first one that had a network how could they think that was better well because the nerds like this shit let's put on pbs then yeah, watch or real science. We don't, uh, you know, what do you call it? We, we don't have 15 minutes on this episode, so how <laughs> do we stretch it out? I mean, I think that's why I like Discovery, and I know this sounds bad, 
but like it's kind of dumbed down okay well okay so that was one of the things with tng that we what was that that was my google oh, i thought that was somebody in your house ben i was like oh my god there's someone in your house there's someone in the house help it's, me it's the google. hostage is free the hostage is free but, <laughs> I'll start blinking in Morse. No, uh, so when TNG came out, one of the things that we always used to rag on them about was, oh, you know, in Kirk's day, it's like, oh, there's an emergency in front of us, fire phasers. <laughs> you know, and then TNG comes along, it's like, there's an emergency in front of us, staff meeting, surrender. <laughs> you know, <laughs> surrender, blow up the ship, have a staff meeting, and pick the order at your own leisure. So it was one of those things where, now there's you know it's like oh then voyager went techno babble crazy and now with discovery we're going back in all these little dicks out there crying about oh it's not real trek we're going back to what real trek was yeah fire fucking blow it up fire first ask questions later <laughs> oh there's klingons in front of us well did we try talking to them he says as they fire phasers. <laughs> I mean, it's like this is a form of communication. You know what was the old song? We we come in peace, shoot to kill, shoot to kill. We come in peace, shoot to kill. <laughs> yeah, so. it's just man. But I, the fact that they didn't figure this out in the first ten seconds of the episode is just mind-boggling. Where's Harry Kim? I don't know. He's not on the ship. Oh, well, the logs say no one left the ship, so he's not here. Said he was going to the to the holodeck for a party to have some fun on the holodeck. And my favorite part of the episode is when they announce this, I want to try to get a screenshot of it when they, she says, okay, so he's on the holodeck and it's Chakotay, um, Tuvok and Janeway all together standing there. And she says, okay, so they're on the holodeck and they're all just standing there. And Janeway looks at him and is like, fucking go Beltron. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like he just it's like he fucking fell asleep. Like you gonna take care of that for me? She even like for a reason. She even did the whole like hand gesture, like, why the fuck do I have to say this twice? <laughs> That's the episode I want to see. I want to see what Chakotay did to get that reaction from Janeway. That's what I want to see. Because she was fucking pissed and it was awesome. Commander, he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, there's he something does, he did do like, this week. He did kind of drag his feet a little. He's like, all right, fine. <laughs> like, <sighs> I, know, I wouldn't have to do this if Seska was here because she knew how to work the transporters. It's <laughs> just so fucking funny. That was my favorite part of the episode. See, I like, though, when they go into the holodeck and it's Chakotay and Tuvok and they uh, Tuvok just would not have lasted. It's no. like he can't play along with, with the scenario. Well, the bust that he made on him was pretty good about um about the monsters. Well, this is maybe how they explain their their yeah. their so and so. Well, we never do that in uh, Yeah, there's no monsters in or no demons in Vulcan literature. <laughs> maybe that's why it's so popular. <laughs> like I thought that was a really good line. <laughs> Great I line. Say, I will say I felt like the the credits rolled at the wrong part. There were many better places for the credits to start, I think. Because if you go back, right, you have they walk into the holodeck and then 
something inconsequential happens. They go to credits, they come out of credits, then they're looking around and the spear hits. Yeah, the spear hits the tree. And I'm like, that's a cool place to maybe start. The show. That's where you go to yeah. that's where you go to the credits. Yeah. And then like what happens here? This is kind of interesting. I'm 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 hooked as a viewer. This is interesting. I want to know what's happening. But they just they go to credits with them just standing there holding their fucking things. We're in the woods now. Like, you fucking morons? Who's, who's running this show? This is the second time in two weeks that they've done this. Because last week when when what's his when Beltron got shot, I don't know why I'm calling him by his Christian name, but when Chakotay got shot, they cut to the 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 credits. You come out of the credits and he's fine. You took all the drama away from it. Here you just got two dickheads standing there with their tricorders, and then you go to the shovel ship, and then you come out and something cool happens. Where's your brain? What are you thinking? No, it's yeah. There's and no then, excuse. Yeah, and then even after that, you, if you didn't do it then, you could have said, oh, but you're looking for Beowulf. He's dead. Then you go yeah. to the credits because now I'm even more interested. Yeah, there's the point where you have the music swell. And yeah. when the music swells, that's when you go to the either to commercial or to the, the credits roll. And they're just like, nah, it's not important. We, we're going to go in on some strong techno babble. Okay, I'm usually not big on correcting wikis, but I'm looking at Memory Alpha. <laughs> Do it. Oh, okay. And so, you know, when they come in, they, you know, Act One, when it comes back from credits and they're in the hollow novel and it's an ancient English epic set in the 6th century Denmark, soon after this discovery, they encounter a holodeck character who shoots a projectile at Chakotay, though missing him. No, she threw a fucking spear at him. Yeah. She's a shield maiden. I got that, but she threw a spear. I can at see. Him. Okay, you didn't catch it the first time. She does this. You know, Three that's times. her move. Yeah, that's yeah. what she does. Every well, time somebody enters the game. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's just, that's her cycle. It's the same cutscene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll say you know, kudos to them, I guess. For of course, they're obsessed with technicalities and stuff like that. So if people are coming into, like you said, the game, you know, it's like if you play one of these. Uh, MMORPGs or something like that. Every time you come to a certain area, everybody's going to see the same, you know, character greet them and mm -hmm. blah 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 blah. And they did that with her, and they did that with when they go into the castle. Mm -hmm. oh, and the, the king, yeah, the hall. The king says the same thing, and then the the dude, the pissy dude, says the same thing. And well, they 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 vary a little, slightly, based yeah. on what you. So it inter right. it's interactive. Yeah. So if you say different keywords, it'll respond differently. Yeah. But, yeah, but your just, kinsman, he's dead. Yeah, he died. Beowulf's dead. Go, go to there because now I'm even more interested. Like what the? Again, I don't. It's just poor storytelling. Yeah. It's poor storytelling. I guess are we supposed to keep track of how many times Harry supposedly dies? In this, this is show. this is three. This is is it three? Because well, caretaker. Was... Did he die? Oh, I guess he disappeared mysteriously. Di right? Disappeared mysteriously. Caretaker. Same thing. Went the cobweb planet. Yeah. Cobweb planet. And this uh, three times. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't. I wouldn't count caretaker. I mean, he's the 
He wasn't presumed dead, was okay, he? Okay, well, he's the he's the impetus. He's the ball that gets the episode rolling because he's just gone. Where is he? He's gone. Yeah. Because yeah. on Cobweb Planet, he I mean, he legit was dead. Yeah. He pulled a, a full-on bin with that one. Died, came back, and... But you know. we're 12 episodes in, and them trying to find Harry has been three episodes. So a quarter of the episodes... A quarter of the episodes are about just finding Harry. The show should just be called, Where's Harry? <laughs> like, Hey, Harry, did you find some of those apples last week? <laughs> Uh-oh. It's, yeah, it's just, I hate to, but it's it's just, it's it's poor storytelling. It's just lazy. Yeah. I mean, Kim has been lost three times already. What's he, like a fucking toddler at the mall that well, nobody's watching? Engine. Is there nobody else on the crew that can, you know, be the the object of the you know i guess the trauma the of the story the damsel in distress if you I will the only other time is when tom paris had the thing put in his brain yeah so he had to see the murder every 14 hours so but that's another episode you're talking like what four episodes here were like yeah they're gone yeah they're gone what happened we were on another planet and he, tom paris had sex with some guy's wife and now he's there forever he's gone that's four episodes <laughs> Where that's been the plot, where like we lost a person. Stop getting off the fucking okay, ship. Well, how many times have we beamed shit aboard and then went, oh, it's actually alive? <laughs> that's we've had three of those, haven't we? Um, those are never good either. Yeah, like the little the nanites thing in TNG. Like it's they can what never the really seem to pull it off. There was the one where on Voyager where they went into the cloud thing and then it was yeah. like, oh, we're in a circulatory system. And that's it's right. So that's twice that they've encountered something that's alive that they thought Ugh. was just some stupid. I thought we had another one. I, I only remember that. And I, yeah, that one is two for me. Okay. So Dennis is looking. Well, like Parallax, they. Parallax and time and again were two time travel episodes back to back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, then I guess you can count Caretaker, right? Because that thing was alive. Yeah, but it was like obviously, like it was obviously humanoid representations okay, all right, all right. to communicate with. So it wasn't like a question of, fair enough, oh, fair look enough. at this weird star. That's kind of cool. And then they figure out, oh shit, the star is alive. I feel like oh, this yeah. is this is the TNG go to. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we saw one episode on Deep Space Nine where there was just something that we didn't think was alive is alive. I felt like it happened maybe twice a season on TNG. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like okay, I could see in TNG because they had in the first season 22 episodes to roll out. They got 15. And this yeah. is the third series in in succession that you're uh debuting figure the first season out come on yeah no oh, man oh, don't go man. to these old tropes oh man we lost harry kim oh man there's something that's alive that we didn't think was it's like yeah. that's the whole oh we traveled in time i mean if we get one of those episodes where you get all three i'm sorry i'm going to give that episode a 10 <laughs> if, if they can pull off all th the trifecta in one episode Harry Kim goes missing mysteriously and we think he's dead. This wormhole is alive and it ate Harry Kim and sent him back in time. 
In the holodeck. Yes. In the holodeck. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. What is this, the Preakness? That's, I mean, that's quite a parlay right there. That is the parlay of Voyager. <laughs> Harry Kim's missing. Back in time, it's live in the holodeck. If you can get all four of those things in one episode, you've written the perfect Voyager episode. You've covered all your bases. So far, that's what this show is. Yeah. Just where's Harry Kim? Is it alive? <laughs> no, it's here's here's the rundown. Where's Harry Kim? Oh shit, it's alive. <laughs> like back in time. Like that's what it is so far. Let's go to the holodeck before it malfunctions again. God, it's so fucking stupid. And again, you figure it out in the first fucking 20 seconds. Oh, we had this thing in a field. It's no longer in the field. Now the holodeck's acting weird. Maybe we should just fucking try to figure that shit out. And it's connected. Yeah. I don't know how many trouble calls I get in the old days when I was a tech. And the first thing I ask the people who call when they say there's a problem, what changed? Something changed. That's why it's malfunctioning. Oh, sir, your internet's not working. Well, did you beam over a uh, a life form from a (laughs) from a photon from a photon star? I didn't know. I didn't know. It it didn't work the first time, so I dumped the cache and I I rebeamed it over. (laughs) You think that's the problem? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it might be. (laughs) I don't know. Let me beam one more over just to make sure. But yes, and then and then you find out it's Beowulf, and you're just like, oh god. So it's just they just keep the hits keep coming. And the thing is, too, this is what the 24th century. Yeah, they haven't written anything else that people want to act out. There's nothing. I think nothing after Harry 1950s Kim, Earth. Harry Kim wanted to fuck Grendel's mother. <laughs> That's why he did it. Well, maybe yeah, maybe he saw the Anthony Hopkins uh, Joe. What was it? Angelina uh, Jolie. Angelina Jolie movie and then he's like you know because paris is big on those old movies and shit so he saw that while he was hanging out with harry or hanging out with paris one day and he's like i'm gonna go get me some beowulf on what he didn't know is that because of copyrights that disney kept extending the copyrights for a thousand years anything yeah so anything that you had made in the 20th century you can't uh, or the early 21st you still can't uh, reproduce it. So he had to get the off-brand Beowulf copy <laughs> from uh, Space China. And so that's why it's uh, it's like not quite as good. The production value is not there. But, you know, I was going to say that um, in DS9, Julian and O'Brien always go to the holodeck together. Like the holo- the holo suites in DS9 are group activity. Like people usually go in there with a, a friend or two or you know a, a whole group of people but when it's just one person going in like Riker would go by himself for sex and yeah and Harry I you know it makes me suspect that they're going in there to do weird for shit sex. yeah no they are because I think that's what's his name used to do it too on TNG um Barclay Dwight Schultz yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, did you tr- see the video going around with Picard this was like one of the first trips Picard took to the the holodeck and it, it's, I think it's on another podcast. With the we were automobiles. About. Well, no, when he uh, goes he in. Go by himself. Well, he goes in by himself and it's a, uh, what do you call it? Um, Speakeasy? It's like Earth. It's Paris. It's, you know, pretty contemporary to the 24th century. 
and Picard walks into the restaurant and the waiter comes over with the menu and says, you know, can I get you uh, something to drink or something? You know, and he's not, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. And then the waiter goes, perhaps something that is not on the menu. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's the holodeck knows. Yeah. Like these guys <laughs> were pointing out on their podcast. It's like the holodeck pushes sex. Yeah. If you're not there for like, hey, are you here for food, baseball game? No. Oh, there is a certain machine learning that happens with the holodeck of each ship. Like it initially starts out at the baseline of, yeah. okay, you're coming to Paris to enjoy some wine and cheese. And then the computer eventually figures out, now they're coming here to fuck <laughs> weird things. And I think, though, that that Riker screwed the algorithm up. Oh, yeah. Literally. Like early on. Like, you know, you, if you do enough of that at the beginning, then it just, it messes yeah. up your fucking... Uh, Nobody can ever fix it. Yeah, no matter how That's much... That's why O'Brien had to leave. He kept trying to fix it. He's like, I can't, this is the one thing I can't fix is this there's, algorithm. There's so much coming here. Like, I can't do anything with this. <laughs> well, I'm thinking most, like every time he goes like whitewater rafting or something, and just the reason his shoulders always pour, pulled out of place is he's going down the rapids or whatever, and then he looks up and on the riverbanks, there's just like brothels the or something. jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, boat races and he got hit with the some of the water splashed up in his mouth and it tasted like cum and he's like i can't do this anymore i'm transferring <laughs> rikers ruined this for everyone <laughs> yeah it's I just play parcheesi squares anymore it just sucks it, it just suck and i will say the one i guess saving grace of this episode which is weird is the fact that they go to the doctor well, Tom Paris figures that out. Yes, which is also odd, but whatever. You I, got I the- think he, you know, I didn't like it at first, but then the more I thought about it, it's like he's the one who actually uses the technology on the ship and thinks outside of the box. He's the one who made the the bar, you know, that they could all go to after work or and whatever on the holodeck. Yeah. So I think he's just kind of got, you know, that mindset of like, um, Shadoy, we got a uh, hologram in sick bay, and plus he's the guy who works with the doctor. He and Cass work with yeah. the doctor the most. But I love how at first Janeway's answer is let's just throw more people at it. Okay, well that didn't. Uh, to ch- uh, he's gone. Chakotay and Tuvok, go check that out. Oh, they they're gone too. Well, fuck. Who are we gonna send now? Like, <laughs> all right, just keep going. <laughs> like, eventually the so whole points out. It'll get um, full. I'm just pretty sure. That the, whoever else we send will disappear as well. Like they, they start the episode out with all this techno babble bullshit and just ramming on and on and on. Well, what should we do? Just send more people. I don't fucking know. Like it's the old like Russian army plan. Just send wave after wave of people will defeat this thing. We'll figure it out. But then Paris has the just hold them off until winter. <laughs> and then, as you said, Paris had the bright idea. Let's just send the doctor. He is, he's a hologram, right? So couldn't we send him to the hollow deck? That's that's like his 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 native thing. They both have the word hollow in them, so I bet it would work. Parachutes. This might be a hollow pursuit. <laughs> no, they are TNG already did that. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> but so we can convert the holodeck you know it's like oh it can't kill the doctor because it converts the people to energy because okay so that brought up 
when they were talking about Harry initially, and then with Tuvok and Chicote, that's always been one of my fears with holodecks is, you know, from my understanding of it, the whole, oh, it converts energy to matter and matter to energy. It uses the replicator technology and the transporter technology and blah, blah, blah. And that's how Games. it makes things that you can touch from raw matter. And then it makes it go away. That's why you don't have to clean the holodeck because anything that you leave in there can just get converted back into the, to raw matter and use pre-cum. <laughs> or something else later but on this you know it's like well what if you're in the holodeck when it does a cleaning cycle you don't want to be converted back to to raw energy and then here's like oh shit maybe that's what happened to harry and 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 tuvok and chakotay but then we have the doctor who's already photonic energy so it's just like oh send him in yeah, it's definitely uh, it was definitely a good plan, and mm-hmm. it kind of threw a monkey wrench in it because this was just this was the the best part of this episode where they're like, let's just send a doctor. Like, wow, look, someone's thinking. That's cool. This is different. You're gonna send a hologram into the holodeck to solve a hollow problem. Cool. Let's do this. But then they see they didn't have that shit on uh, TNG. It would have no. been cool if Moriarty had been their hologram specialist. <laughs> Like whenever something was going wrong with the holodecks, they called in Moriarty to help as yeah. a uh, you know subject matter expert. This would have worked. I would have been happy with this, and he would get progressively right. more and more pissed off. Nope, still don't got a thing to help you, but uh, back in the bottle. Please put your pants back on, sir. I'll help you once you put your pants back on. Please, sir, don't try to have sex with me, please. What? Thank no, you. Sorry. Please, friend. Thank you. But yeah, I just so I he's know. gonna go on his first mission. I don't. I mean, it was cool. Like I like the scene. Like get yourself comfortable with Beowulf. Try to figure it out. So then he he felt the way I felt in tenth grade. Like I gotta read all this shit. Yeah. Oh my I've god. I've only got three hours to read all of it. This is awful. Your oh, computer. The, yeah. Download the. Yeah, just stuff. download it. And then the other part was uh, oh, and don't forget, come up with a name before you go. So, yeah. And so he picks a name and goes into the holodeck. Tries his Schweitzer. best. Schweitzer. Schweitzer. Hello, I'm Schweitzer. I just didn't like, I don't know. I just, and, the, because, and because I understood what they were trying to do with it being the holodeck and you're getting the <laughs> same prompts every time, I just felt like it dragged because I'd seen the scene with Harry. No, well, we didn't see it with Harry, but we saw it with Kim, and then we saw it twice with um, with the Doctor. It's just like, come on already! I get, I know what's going to happen. It's like I'm watching the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, and his his interactions. Maybe this is by design, but his interactions with the other holograms were kind of annoying to me, considering how he interacted with real people. You know, like yeah. he's so caring and like, oh you holograms are so real to me, but maybe that's because he's a hologram too. And he's like, these yeah. are my people. Oh, no degree. What, what makes them different from him? And uh, his, he has you know, self-awareness. It, well, yeah, but is he self-aware? I think so. Well, why can't they be, you know, it's just like <clears throat> the, the computer basically dumbs these holograms down so that they can't be self-aware and, and have that whole, rights problem yeah 
And so, you know, it's just like for Something him. they learned from uh, Vic Fontaine. Yeah. Yeah, that memo went out to the whole fleet. Hey, <laughs> careful. Watch your holodecks. They're going to start doing crazy shit. We got Vic and Moriarty. So, I mean, so, you know, I think that's part of it is that he, you know, he's connected. This is his, this is literally his kinsman. You know, it's, it's. I wish they would have actually more overtly delved into that then. Cause it just seemed weird. Like he was, you know, it, it wasn't his personality at all. Yeah. Well, like when he's eating the uh, elk mm -hmm. and he just get, turns all chatty Kathy. Yeah. And I know oh, there's one time this virus and I, you know, I made the vaccine and blah, 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 blah. That's more like, okay, that's doctorish, I guess. Yeah. You think Pfizer but, got pumped out real fast. He did this in an afternoon. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Did we see that episode? <clears throat> no. Well, I, where's that episode? I want to see it. Like, right? Like you're telling me he's, oh yeah, this one time I made a cure for a vaccine that spread to the ship. You're not going back in time. Harry's not lost. And there's not some light thing that becomes a living thing. I would That'd like to see- be a perfect episode for a good B story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like maybe they do go down to a planet where someone fucking travels in time, but they come back up and they bring some, <laughs> they bring COVID-19 with them and they got to figure out how to fucking cure it. And the the people who are quarantined together don't get along. It's Seska and, you know, somebody. Yeah. Janeway. Seska and Janeway have to spend time quarantined together. Uh, and the, and, That's and your again, B story. Yeah. And again, the fact that there are no B stories. <clears throat> We're 12 episodes in, and I don't think we've seen a, a B story besides the holodeck in the bar. That's it. Yeah, that's barely. <clears throat> yeah, that's barely a B barely story. A B story. But there's no B. Where are the fucking B stories? Because all of your good writers are still over on DS9. No, these are good writers. They write really good techno babble. Well, to be fair, the dude who wrote this episode went on to do some pretty impressive shit. Um, his name is uh, what Naren Shakar Shankar. He went on to do Farscape, CSI, Night Visions, The Outer Limits, Star Trek. He wrote some Deep Space Nine episodes, apparently. Yeah. Must have been the shitty ones. <laughs> oh, snap, I said it. Well, I was going to say he worked as science consultant during TNG's sixth season and story editor during seventh season. And, and those... seventh season, not not that great. That's that's not selling me on it. I'm just right. not. So the DS9, I think he only wrote two, maybe two. So he wrote yeah. Babel, which is the one where everybody can't talk to each other. Not very good. <laughs> just, just, just put and, it out there. Oh, but he wrote the quickening, which is the one where the people have that disease, dominion disease. Yeah, and they're all dying. No, it wasn't bad. I don't think. Well, check the reviews, man. All what right, did we all give right, it? All right, give me a second. You've got the database, bro. Put your pants on. All the in. Now take them off again. All right, let me look. Deep Space Nine. Yeah, Babel was 5.3, which is pretty bad for a DS9. DS9. Yeah. And what was the other one? Quickening. Uh, quickening, 6.7. So that one was pretty good. I don't even I don't remember it. My mic's not on. I'm going to say oh, this. I feel bad for all the Patreons that are watching the video because you're just seeing a lot of me blowing my nose. I'm trying to hit mute on the microphone as much as possible, but I'm, I'm, you're just going to see a lot of me blowing my nose. So I apologize. 
they pay the money. That's why they pay. Maybe there's a snot sex person out there that'll totally be into it. There's definitely a snot sex person out there. I've been uh, working on a chub for about, you know, half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Working on a chub. So if your kink is snot and someone ranting about how crappy Voyager is, then let brother, I got something for you. Five dollars a month. There's no fucking B story, man. Like, what the quickening didn't have a B story either. Maybe that's just this guy's thing. But maybe it's just Voyager's thing. Like, you know what? Captain, no B story. We're not going to do B stories here. It's just it's all A, all A, all the time. Yeah. Because the thing about that is, if your A story sucks, but I guess you could say the B story is the mystery of the containment thing is that would that be considered a b story no like i mean in my opinion a b story has to lie under the a story so they both kind of hit their strides you know in similar times they both kind of kick off at the beginning of the episode in the middle they both have like their you know uh-huh. like point where okay we need to take some kind of action to resolve this and then they have the conclusion at the end but there's no yeah there's no b story here Okay. You think they would be because they set it up with like the science stuff and then Harry Kim stuck in the transporter, but that just doesn't work. Like if they had to do something like while the doctor was in the hollow deck, they had to do something with that uh, photonic sphere that was outside, then maybe that could be considered a B story or something. I don't know. Ben's like, no, son, the B story has got to be about somebody's cat. It could have been, yeah. Neelix has a great new recipe for coffee that he's testing, and it accidentally catches fire in the kitchen. <laughs> that was the B story, but because it had Neelix, they went ahead and just cut the whole goddamn thing. No, they just said, you know what? This is too good. Let's make this an episode. And they changed the coffee, coffee to cheese, and that's episode 15. Boom. But yeah, man, this is really disappointing. I'm just, it's just, it's. So here's the part though, that was different with, with, uh, you know, how this, this story goes on repeat or whatever, when it's time for everybody to go to bed, Freya stays up and stokes the fires. Yeah. Of her loins. And yeah, she's hot for doctor. It's just like, I like how the king. Anybody like. She would have banged Chakotay and Tuvok at the same time if they would have not gotten eaten. Maybe well, she's, she's, got like, a, she's got a thing for balds. That's her story. Yeah, her story is she's just a horny broad. But yeah. it didn't come. Like, she'll well, she'll so this try to seduce for... Beowulf. You know. So when Harry came through, she she's she got him. Grendel's mother. No, 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 no. Because I think it, he starts off right off the bat. He's like, "Oh, I've heard of you." Because he tells like you've heard my stories, and he's like, "Oh yeah, your battle with," and she fills in the blank. Yeah, yeah, that's legendary where I come from. So she's like, "Oh, this dude is hurting me. Yeah, I'm gonna drop it on him. He's he's a fa- I'm gonna put it you on." You know what else is legendary? <laughs> His pussy. I wanna see your pussy. Show it to me. <laughs> yeah. So that's I think I think he laid the groundwork there. Chicote not so yeah. much. And neither was uh, Tuvok because they were just right down to business. Where's our friend? We got to find him. But and Harry tried to break the prime directive when yeah. she introduced herself to him. So it's it's yeah, it's fine. But no, and I, I liked though. It seemed like the king 
was getting fed up with the program. So was I. You turned your mic off. Your mic's off. Ban your mic's off. I did that a couple times too. From yeah. Does does his cord broken? Did hello? Yeah, there you go. You're on now. Okay. So no, when uh, the king's assistant guy is like, "Oh, it's time for us to retire," you know, the king is just like, "It's always going to bed with you." What, what <laughs> you know? God. I want to hang out with my new friend, the bald guy. I was talking about my sword, you know, the one where I killed the guy. Why tell such old. weird stories? I and, love I, and I don't get this either, okay? This is super nitpicky, and, and I apologize, but when we're just piling on. Yeah. When you watch Voyager, when you watch Deep Space Nine before um, Julian and O'Brien would go into the holodeck, they would be in costume. Mm-hmm. Same thing on TNG. They would be in costume. They would get dressed to go to the holodeck. Yes. Like, where's the fucking costumes? Well, nobody's... Well, okay. Well, one... Harry was wearing a costume. Harry's wearing a costume. Yeah, but what about... I mean, what about this the other a, guys? Well, they're not trying to troubleshoot that. They're just yeah. like, we got to save Harry. There's no time for, for playing dress up. I want costumes, damn it. That comes later. But... Uh, I know it does. But then Grindel shows up like it always does. And the doctor lasts longer, but now it like grabs his arm and uh, he freaks the hell out. Yeah. And then over, man. And Paris's reaction is like, yeah, 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 I got him. <laughs> like it's very, and then he's in there with no arm and he's like, well, that's weird. He's not freaking out about it. It's this not- is the thing that I always hate with any show captain you gotta see this or captain his arm's gone yeah is he there more or less yeah you could because i don't think he cares as much because he knows he's just a like a a a bunch of light a collection of lights was like we'll just make more light and put his arm on no big loss call a general electric power company we're we're good yeah we'll just add we'll just make a new arm for him he's fine and I think even your boy gets a little mad. Picardo is just like, man, fuck you guys. Why? I'm the doctor, man. Like, I got, I ain't got an arm. You guys are disrespecting me. How am I going to do surgery of the week and save, you know, victim of the week if I don't have both arms? You know what? Fuck Harry Kim. I don't care about that dude. I ain't going back in. I will say I think the doctor was kind of bitching a little too much to the other holograms about like, oh, aren't you must be very important in your tribe is like well you think so it's like dude what, i mean what you, do you, you want think. them to do like how how much fawning over you do you want them to do on a weekly basis uh, well he's a doctor and he's, he's a- got the downloaded personalities of all these other doctors you know to come up with the amalgam that is him and doctors are arrogant aren't they well, we <laughs> saw the uh the, like the guy who made him uh, in DS9. Yeah, Dr. Zimmerman. He, yeah, yeah, he's kind of an arrogant. No, but shit. I'm just saying, though, it's like, man, like, I don't like, what do you want? A medal on your fucking fake chest or something? Like, you know, you get to hang out with Kess all day. You sit around. You don't really do much. I mean, it's you, not you're, like you're a real person. Yeah, you're curing these diseases that we don't even see on screen that I would have liked to watch because that would have been a cool episode. But no. Then you have to wonder, like, did that really happen? Yeah. Or did they just program that into his memories? Or maybe that, that was saved all these people. That's an episode. Or maybe that's just another encounter that the 
the hologram program as a whole has encountered. Hmm. Maybe it's not specifically him. Maybe it's because I imagine he's on every ship of this nature, right? Like, so anytime anybody turns on, because it happened on, what's it called? In one of the movies where they turn it on and Picardo shows up. So that was after. But I'm just saying, I mean, just saying. What would have been cool is because he's never left sick bay, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes to the holodeck for the first time. Smelling and trees. And then he's like, sees. He's Smelling like, trees. <laughs> yeah. But then he sees, hey, this is very similar to sick bay. Like everything feels, I can feel things, I can smell things, and it all seems real. And he goes back and he, like, the B story is he starts to question reality. Is this all a simulation? Is anything real? Am I real? Is is the captain real? They probably you know? get to that later, I bet. Because you know, that, that would actually be kind of interesting to me. Yeah. So they probably don't do it. Season seven episode. <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> they talk about when it happened. Remember when you questioned if everything was a simulation or not? A few that was months? weird, right? That was weird. I'm glad we figured that it, out. It goes down that dark alley of Inception where... Uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's wife kills herself because she thinks that she's gonna go to another a deeper level or something like that. Well, wait though, the question if it's a simulation didn't Barkley do that with the Moriarty episode? Because at the end of the episode, they've got Moriarty in the box. Barkley's about to walk off of the out of the conference room, and he kind of stops because they had said, you know, how you know how would we know if this is a simulation? And just yeah. before he leaves the conference room, he stops and is like computer in program but i, w- I want to see that psychosis overwhelm somebody to where they can't shake the feeling that they're in a simulation you know and they keep well, having to test the boundaries of reality we've met haven't we i've been saying computer in <laughs> program in the on show a- ben in the show oh. i wanted the characters to do it well the show is just a character in in my program we know so. you're psychotic ben stop trying to prove something that we all accept no, I mean, I've gone down this. So I don't know why anybody else in a world where this is even more real doesn't do it because I've definitely got yeah. into that mind. It's like, this holodeck is too realistic. Oh, no. Everything. How do I know I'm not in a holodeck now? Yeah. And no, for me, though, it's just like when the computer starts stealing my ideas. <laughs> like when I, I'll be talking about something and then there's an episode about it a few weeks later. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, that happens a lot. Well, the, the discovery effect. Yeah. So this has been going on, though, most of my adult life, even back to my teen years. So I've, yeah, this is danger. And not to take the show off to a different direction. DMX is has passed away. Oh, he did? DMX mm. passed away. 1971, 2021 DMX. Jesus so. Christ, yeah. No, no longer with us, DMX. It's a bummer. I, I, I saw the thing about the heart attack or whatever, and <clears throat> then I saw it was like DMX, comma, 50. I'm like, shit. DMX. Too soon. First two records. Dope. Really good stuff. The third one's not bad. Yeah, but I mean, the first two are like yeah. amazing. Third one's not bad. Hell is hot and it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so RIP DMX. I wish this episode would RIP because man, it is just. And the weird part is for an episode that's not very good, it's a really long Wikipedia page. 
Yeah. They have a lot of detail in here. Like, yeah. But of course, all the Beowulf stands have been updating this probably. Yeah. That's a thing? I'm sure. Oh, God. My 10th grade English teacher. Do you think she wrote all this? Probably. Maybe. She was also a race car driver. I thought you were going to say Yeah, I know. (laughs) You're from Alabama. So when you start with race, I was was like, like, oh, no. Oh, wow. That must have been over. No, that's the bullshit I just found out is that my home county seceded from the state of Alabama when Alabama seceded from the union. So what we were part of, there were like these three counties used to be one county. Uh And so my home county was like part of it. And there was a lot of anti-Confederacy feelings in that region. That's interesting because we come from up north. It's like I was joking with Dennis earlier about lower Alabama and you know making fun of the flatlanders but in my part of alabama we're up in hill country so there were no large farms or large plantations and so it was like why are we fighting so rich people can have slaves when we're no it's not about slavery man state rights (laughs) what's in the constitution no no we have the right to have slaves (laughs) so it was just one of those things where we never got taught that at school though that we seceded from the state of Alabama when they seceded. So. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> What's the B story? Is there a B story or is it just straight that? Like, that's it. Well, and, and we, um, we, we glossed over and then told everybody that we, we did fight okay. the Confederacy, even though right. we didn't. Yeah. There's there, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff on this. And then Rothgar. Rothgar. Guest star Christopher Nemi had previously appeared in TNG seventh episode Sub Rosa. Oh God! Oh boy! So he's been in, he's been in two stinkers. What Sub Rosa? Sub Rosa was the rape ghost. Yeah, I thought it was because I just found another show called um, Star Voyager or something like that. Huh? No, Star Trek Voyager. No, no, no. It, it was. Um, <laughs> It, it was a uh, god so who's the guy's name from sub rosa oh uh, the the main character yeah um hang like on his i got character's it. name or uh the actor uh michael keenan yeah so michael keenan was on another show uh in like 88 okay and it was like uh I don't know what you call it. It was like Star Voyager or something like that. Weird. Star Explorer Voyager. And it's about a ship that's going to another star to help colonize because Earth has used up all of its resources, blah, blah, blah. And he's the captain that they have to rescue. And the whole crew is uh, kids in their early 20s. Interesting. This whole ridiculous thing. And so he popped up in that a couple of times. Wow. That was my B story. The next week's episode, okay, is Cathaxis. Cathaxis? Are you making something up again? No, no, no. I'm looking at next week's episode. C-A-T-H-E-X-I-S. Cathaxis? Anyway, so Voyager, the Voyager crew recovers the shuttlecraft containing Commander Chakotay and Tuvok, who have been exploring a nearby dark matter nebula 
Tuvok is unconscious, but Chakotay appears to be brain dead. So <laughs> at least it wasn't Harry, I guess. I guess. Oh man. But yeah, I gotta, so I gotta know what I can. Chakotay appeared to be brain dead in this episode. <laughs> A cathexis is a concentration of mental energy on one particular person, idea, or object, mm. especially to an unhealthy degree. There you go. I have one of those for Dennis's dong. Well, it's very healthy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, see, that would be the, the understanding of cathexis in psychology, where the libido's charge of energy... Freud often described the functioning of psychosexual energies in mechanical terms, influenced perhaps by the dominance of the steam engine at the end of the 19th century. Cathexis. So, yeah, so I'm reading on Wikipedia that the initial idea came from a conversation between him and Braga over dinner in which they sought to move the doctor out of sickbay into the holodeck, marking this episode as the first one the doctor had left sickbay. Yep. Shankar had originally intended for it to be Star Trek with Vikings, and it wasn't until he started sketching out the plot that he realized that he had inadvertently created something to a poem like uh, Beowulf. Oh, I just fucked around and accidentally wrote Beowulf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It happens. Yeah. Um, and there were these dw 13 dwarves and this uh, smaller but it wasn't really a dwarf. It's more like, I'd call him like a half dwarf or a, a hobbit, maybe. And so they went on this adventure to get the dwarves' uh, treasure back. And But then I realized, oh my God, I just wrote the hobbit. My bad. <laughs> I wish you would have realized and wrote an actual good episode of Star Trek. Because this shit is garbage. And I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just there's not a lot to enjoy about this episode. It's tropey. I still like the doctor. I like the doctor too. He's the best part. <clears throat> like that moment where they go, oh, cool, the doctor can do this. But then that's not even enough to save it because then you're still basically watching the same things that we've already seen, except the one lady wants to bang him and he totally should have banged her. Until she died. Yeah, well, she died. Which is... And that's why he that whole scene was dumb. Yeah, she dies, and then he comes back into the mead hall and doesn't do anything. Like he picks up a sword and like I'm gonna be a fucking Billy badass, and then goes into the thing and is like I'm I can't I vowed not to hurt or yeah. something. Well, no, you lucky I took do an no oath. Harm. Yeah, you lucky son, an oath to do no harm. Then what's with all the grand gesturing? Like what's with all the the, the big talk of the sword and like putting it next to his stupid fake beard, Santa Claus. And and Santa Claus really, he kind of pulled back real fast after like, oh man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to do anything. Like, dude, you just whipped his ass and you killed that lady. Well, that guy's just a punk bitch because he, after he killed the lady, he just took the, the talisman and yeah. ran. Like you wanted to kill Schweitzer, kill Schweitzer. He's yeah. unarmed. Yeah. And because, well, we skipped around a little bit, but then they eventually figure out that this thing might be sentient because it was showing signs of intelligent life when they were trying to capture it in, 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 the, in the containment field. And again, show that. Like, why do I have to look at, you know, Torres and 
and and and Paris at consoles. Show the thing moving through the ship. That's much cooler to watch visually. And why was it able to go through the engineering console with no problem? But when it exited the ship, it blew a hole in the side of the ship. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was making a point. Yeah. Okay. Fuck your ship. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck your they ship. They should have never give you humans money. Fuck you got ship. the bioelectrical signals. Three Fuck your ship, Captain Janeway. <laughs> and see, I thought about um, the episode where Picard beamed himself Fuck into the space ship. cloud. And then they have to beam him back after he makes the P show up on the, the screen. And they're like, oh, he's still alive. Beam him back in. on the screen? Gross. <laughs> Dennis, can you do some bad Photoshop and put the little light creature thing on... Dave Chappelle's face doing the fuck your couch bit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your ship. And can you do yeah. that? Uh, well, uh, let me write it down. There's <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. Just let me write that down. That's I why well, I, I really love Dennis's poor Photoshop. <clears throat> but yeah, so um, but yeah, we skipped that part because then they realized that this thing might be alive. And it's taking our people because we took their people. So maybe if we give one of their people back as a sign of good faith, then they'll give our people back too. And it's like, okay, it's something like it might work. As long as this gets us to the end, I'm good. The, you know, the doctor doing the whole got the jar, huh? (laughs) Open. It would have been cool if they opened the jar and there was nothing in there, but like a lightning bug. And then it's like, we got your ass down, motherfucker. Louis the lightning bug is in there. And then they jump him. Tinkerbell is in there. But Do you believe in photonic ener- energy beings? <laughs> Clap your hands, kids. Tingle, tingle, tingle. But golly, it just... Mm. Well, maybe when we were bringing the creature onto the ship and it got out of the containment field, it must have interrupted the holodeck suite. Holy shit. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Call yourself scientists. You guys are a bunch of dumb, dumb dumbs. Oh no, the doctor stopped working because it got photonic energy in sick bay. Yeah. Glad that shit didn't get to the holodeck. <sighs> yeah. It's just very poor. Just poor. I I don't know. What? What don't you know, Banner? Go ahead. Yeah, defend go ahead. This. Defend oh. this. I like Beowulf. I like that uh, that that fantasy setting. But is it? I mean, because is it Beowulf? Are these characters in Beowulf? Rothgar and, and Freya. Yeah. Okay, because I don't. I don't know. Like I said, it's been forever since I've read Beowulf. So that... well, you know, you might miss it if you don't read it in the original Old English. But <laughs> okay, I just yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like it. Well, then I recommend you watch the Angelina Jolie uh, interpretation of Grindel. That's, but that's that weird Polar Express animation, right? Yeah, yeah, and I don't like that either. Just not, not there yet. What I hate about visually, please. (laughs) There's, there's a lot of actors in that movie that I kind of recognize, but not quite. And so it's just like, oh, I don't remember who played Beowulf in that. The guy from Sam Worthington. Why wasn't it Sam Worthington? Oh, really? Oh, I think back so. When he was doing everything, right? Yeah, back when he was hot shit. Sam Worthington. 
Because I know yeah. Angelina Jolie was Beowulf's mother. Because he was the dude for a hot minute. He was doing everything. Yeah, he was uh, Avatar. Huh. Jake Sully. Uh, was he? Uh, you know, Avatar Clash of the Titans. No, you don't think it was him. Ray Winstone was Beowulf. That's it. He's the okay. Yeah, I got really? I got my guys confused. Crispin Glover and Angelina Jolie as Grindel and Grindel's mother. So Crispin Glover was Grindel. Yeah. Beowulf. Blech. And what was it? Glover's dialogue was entirely in old English. Huh. Anthony Hopkins was King Hrothgar. Um and then John Malkovich was Unferth. So John Malkovich was the one that was that stabbed Freya in this episode. That would be the same character. This probably would have been a little better with John Malkovich in it. I mean, everything's better with John Malkovich in it. Except being John Malkovich. What? I've never <laughs> seen oh my God. Being John, being in, do yourself a favor. Lord. It's good. I love it. Have it's, you not seen it? Dennis hasn't seen it. Oh my god, it's really enjoyable. I think it came out in when I was in nineties. I think yeah, and so I didn't get out and see a lot of movies. I was at the academy. Well, I got I got out and saw a lot of movies when I was in college because I went to VCU and I smoked a lot of dope and we watched a lot of movies. And being John Malkovich is a kite was one of our favorite ones. That's going to be yes. legal here soon. I know that's crazy. Going Virginia to movie theater or smoking weed high as a kind of hey. well, not for us, Dennis, because you know, smoke weed every day. <laughs> we can't do that. Hey, 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 <laughs> but yeah, um, just a bummer. This episode sucks. I'm just gonna say it sucks. I don't even remember. Like, I guess it ends because they get everybody out because they give yeah. people back, and then Harry shows up and is like, What happened? Yeah, what happened? Like, the guy from um, was it a what was the movie with uh, what's his face? It was um, Bill Paxton. No, no, no. It's one of um, Christopher Guest's movies. Um, is it A Mighty Wind, where it's Fred Willard, the guy who died? What happened? You don't remember that was his like his big shtick. Let me see if I can find yeah, it. It's been a long time since I've seen that. That's good. I just remember it. His, what happened? But yeah, Harry Kim doesn't know what happened, and then they give him an accommodation for being awesome. And then she's like, well, what's your name? He's like, yeah, I don't want to say that name anymore. It's a, it makes a holographic sad. commendation. Yeah. yeah. That, should, that means that shit don't count. Well, we would like to put it in your name. So what name did you decide on giving yourself? And he no longer wants to use the name Schweitzer because the lady called him Schweitzer died. So he feels all sad about it. And this is his first instance of feeling pain for holographic people. Yeah. Not pain enough to do anything. Well, it's, you know, it's got to build. But, yeah, this was just poor. Maybe I would have liked this more if I was super into Beowulf, but I'm not. So that's strike. Or if they did cool Viking stuff. They didn't really do any cool Viking stuff. Yeah, like for the cool Viking set, they just basically hung out in a forest in the drinking hall. Yeah. Like that was your set. That, but I well, guess that was... That was pretty much Beowulf. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, give me some cool shit, man. Like, let me see some cool stuff. I don't know. I just thought it was so here's the more interesting thing. Because I <laughs> scrolled down to see where you were reading the notes and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a line that says Ethan Phillips, parenthesis Neelix, does not appear in this episode. Yeah. 
So I can search for that phrase and I'll be able to build a list. No, no, no. Do you, I don't want I'm you to know like the ones he's, I don't want you to know the ones he's not. Cause I want us to find out together that he's not in them so we can oh, all rejoice. Okay. And there was much rejoicing. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines in that movie. <laughs> I've done that too. So when it like somebody would be like, Hey, we finished the, the power couplings and there was much rejoicing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but God, this episode sucked. Um, I don't know what I my lowest, I just didn't like it. I thought it was like, there was just nothing I liked about it. Okay. Like I hate Beowulf. It's a, it's a, it's a holodeck episode that they, they took entirely too long to figure out there's no b story there's more energy people like come the fuck on man i don't know i don't know what my lowest score has been but i'm gonna give this episode a four that will be your lowest score this is damn i just didn't like it and that was even with the cool part of the doctor because the doctor didn't really do anything cool he just showed up and smelled some trees. Yeah. Mm, trees. Four. Wow. And that's even with the one point bump for no Neelix. Yeah, I guess. I didn't even think about the point bump, so I guess it's a five. But oh, I'm gonna seems unjust. Yeah, it does. I'm gonna say four. We might have to throw that rule out. Just no. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna keep it. So then I'm gonna say it was a three, and then it gets the point for Neelix, so it's a four. Okay. So four. Dennis, what do you say? Uh, this is also my least favorite so far, and it's a four point five. All right. And it's not my least favorite, so I'm gonna go ahead and give it a six. Six is bad. I'm loving me some Beowulf, and I think uh, there was a lot of character growth for the Doctor that's going to build up to future things. It's cool. Now, if if they went back and did Baywatch, I think I'd be into that. Like (laughs) that'd have been a cool episode. Doctor, we need you to be a lifeguard in the '90s. (laughs) Like that would be something. That seems something more that Harry Kim would be into. Like I want to go be Baywatch. Yeah, you know, like that would have been a cool episode. I'd have been into that. That would have been a great uh, cross promotion. Yeah. Bring in uh, 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 David Hasselhoff and Pam Anderson. Think about the ratings. It would be a ratings bonanza. Or what if they wanted to go ride the big bad wolf and they went there instead? And like that would have been cool, right? Like they should they show up at Bush Gardens in Williamsburg and they ride the big bad wolf. Like that would be cool. Because then you got a sponsor and then Bush Beer would be happy and then you could get them on board. Yeah. And then, hey, cool, look, we're at the we're at the park for Bush Gardens Day at the Big Bad Wolf. This is so much fun. I'd have liked that more. There'd have been but much the, rejoicing. The roller coaster trains always come back empty. Something's eating the people. Whoa. Oh, no, not That's again. Cool. That's good. <laughs> I'd much rather watch them ride a roller coaster than fight, <laughs> you know, energy Grendel. And what was with the quick cuts? Like there was a point in the episode where they were doing really quick cuts back and forth between Chakotay and 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 um and, and Tuvok in the mead hall back to the the engineering station that I just found really annoying. I just didn't like this episode at all. I think I'm just nitpicking it now. Just, <laughs> now I'm just piling on. No, it's not good. 
It's just not, it's yeah. not good. It's not even like they took a swing and missed, you know? It's, it's just, just lazy. Like, they just, you know, yeah. Was it the best episode of Voyager ever? No. Was it the worst episode? See, maybe I'm tainting this in my head. Yeah, like you know how I used much. to save my nines on DS. Now you're saving your fours and threes. Because I just, I know. They're coming. Don't worry. We just have so much further to fall. Well, I know there's the, the singing episode that's going to suck. And there's the one where, um, there's the one where the doctor has like a whole holographic family right? Like, isn't that an episode? Like he goes mm-hmm. to visit his family and something tragic happens to them on the holodeck and then he's sad or something, but like, dude, you're asking me to really care about some fucking light and I don't give a fuck. So like, that's going to be one that's pretty high up there for me on the shit list. You know, back when I was a kid, holograms couldn't even vote. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know, man. I wonder if this chick on the holodeck is going to come back to be like a minuet character for well see i thought if she did it would have been on the family episode well what's interesting is she plays a character on babylon 5 and that's like a rival show for ds9 so it's interesting that she's cross-pollinating she gotta take that money jack wherever it comes yeah Yeah, no gotta go where the work is must be the money all right. There's, there's a lot of crossover. That's the thing for you know DS9 to be such a ripoff of Babylon 5. There's a lot of crossover actors between the two between the two franchises. Not in this episode, I'm just saying in general. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just saying, I'm not a fan. This I think this episode sucks. I don't know if you guys got that from me yet, but I I'm just going out and saying it. Did you like it? It was okay. I mean, it was it was a five. I really love Beowulf. So this, and I always thought to myself, you know what I need? I need sci-fi Beowulf. That's what I need. Go ahead, Dennis. What were you gonna say? Just uh, an update. Did DMX die? It's all over Twitter. It is, but there's also a lot of questions about it whether he actually died or not. That's so weird. Did DMX die? I don't know. Maybe we jumped the gun. <clears throat> I mean, hopefully he's not dead, but I mean, he's brain dead. So, I mean, he's, it's kind of... He's Wikipedia dead, apparently. Okay. I don't know how official that is. I don't know. As just, of an hour ago. This um, is the big controversy. Is DMX dead? I don't know. What's TMZ say? They always get the hot leads. Because they're stuff. usually pretty accurate. Yeah. Life support and a coma. Just ask ask your Google, Ben. Hey, hey, Google, is hey, Google. Uh, DMX dead? Hey, Google, is DMX dead? Google says, "The fuck you mean, DMX dead, son? What? The Rough Riders live forever. Uh, come on, <laughs> what?" starts barking at you see now i'm never gonna be able to <laughs> i loved i love that about him man yeah. verbal pauses yeah what come on i always enjoyed the barking yeah because he's a very scary man but he barks like a very small dog which i thought was weird like put a little bass in that bark dmx put a little roof in it but he's y'all fellas want to be killers get at me dog 
can I go to TMZ on this computer? I don't know. Does I he would. hold the record for using the N-word the most in a song? Oh, he's got to. Like N-word per minute? I don't even think it's a close second. He's probably f- first, second, and third. Because, I mean, the Rough Riders anthem is like, it's 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 a and lot. And wanna run, and was wanna die. Yeah, it's a lot, like a Ruff, lot. Rough Rider Anthem was my mother-in-law's ringtone for many years. Right. Not the not the lyrics, just the yeah. did, did the bass kick in. Usually when she uh, was on the phone, yes. You're a very imposing woman. See, I wouldn't want a ringtone as a that's a sick beat. Because then I'll never answer the song. But nobody answers the phone anyway. I don't know. According to TMZ, um, DMX brain function unchained. Excuse me, unchanged family faces hard decision. So not not dead yet, I guess. Why does he have Exodus? Is that one seven? He's very religious. Well, no, it's just that. Is is it Exodus one seven on his tattoo? Yeah. Yeah, why what is that? Well no, it's just because all right. So like okay, so according to uh, let's see but the people of Israel were fruit, fruitful and increased greatly and they multiplied and grew exceedingly strong so that the land was filled with them. Wait, what is he trying to say there? <laughs> I too many Jews in Hollywood. No, it's just that because my favorite verse is Exodus one eight. What's that? And lo, there came a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. Because for me, that's always been a way of, you know, nothing's forever. Just because you got it good right now, don't get lazy. Oh, Just yeah, we procreating sh- everywhere, baby. Shit changes. It's awesome. Oh, here comes Pharaoh. <laughs> Rain on your parade. Yeah, I don't but the Israelites were fruitful and multiplied and were many and were very, very numerous and the land was filled with them. Yeah, so now I'm wondering what is he trying to say. <laughs> it's like I don't want to question. wake up, DMX. Tell us what you meant. I mean, well, I I can't let you go to your grave without telling or explaining this. Yeah, I don't know what that means for DMX. I mean, I don't think I don't think it means anything negative. No, I mean, yeah. usually you you post positive. Maybe things. he's just talking about it, them. It depends like, on how you say. It. And the land was full of them. Well, maybe he's just talking no. about God's people. Yeah, to give him the benefit of the doubt. Sure, God's or, He seemed like a, you know, he he is mentally unbalanced. Clearly, but yeah, he seemed like a pretty nice guy. I don't know, just from anecdotes and stuff I've heard yeah. about him. I saw the the thing today, and I didn't. I that's I hadn't heard about his health issues, and so somebody had shared the video with him and his uh, daughter on the slingshot ride. Yeah, and it was very touching and heartwarming. And then everybody was like, oh, they're going to look back at this and cry and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God, did the daughter die or did she fall out of the fucking slingshot? And I'm looking and then it's just like, oh, no, he had a heart attack. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's sad, man. It's yeah, it's scary. DMX. I, I really don't like the news of guys in their 50s having heart attacks that, yeah. you know. That hit that hits different now. Well, I think he OD'd, didn't he OD? And that's what caused the heart attack. Yeah. There was like some kind of the OD on guns. Dennis. That, dude, that dude loves guns, man. I don't know yeah. what he OD'd on. 
I'm not sure. If TMZ doesn't tell me, I literally have no idea. I don't trust that corner. <clears throat> so, but there you go, everybody. Um, that's the Voyager episode for today. Come back next week when Chakotay's brain dead. <laughs> oh, too soon. Too soon, Voyager. Uh, no, I mean, I... I t- I'm just saying. He's no, just, Voyager's Voyager's timing is horrible here. My point was just like something happens bad to somebody else. Like they just can't, they just can't yeah, go I through know. a week without something terrible happening to somebody on this ship. I know. They knew we'd review this at the same time that DMX was brain dead. Maybe that's what Exodus one seven means. Season one, episode seven. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> what was that episode? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I just think this episode sucks. But we do, hey, we do get to see, this is the first time Torres and Paris interact with each other on like a working relationship. Then, you know, they're banging. So that's cool, I guess. It's not. So, all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. If DMX is still alive, I'm sorry. I thought he died. Jump the gun on that one. My fault. No disrespect to DMX or the Rough Riders. Much love. So you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week and we will talk to you next week. Who wants to say it this time? Dennis, you said it last week. Ben? How's that soy latte coming? <laughs>